2: Hey, y'all, we're back with another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Julia.
1: I'm Anthony. I'm Tom. And I'm Santa Claus. I mean,
3: Matt. <laughs> Santa's here.
2: <laughs> There's nothing to correct there. Uh, Matt, Santa Matt, joining us Hello. tonight. We are so excited.
0: We get to see the our shop. show. Always it's a good December. time to be here.
3: Mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. know the workshop was very busy behind you the elves Mm -hmm. not your slaves the elves are doing your work
1: yeah doing well this is part of my work as well i have a lot of work to do (laughs) just got back from a library visiting with kiddos there so very very busy
0: i do find (laughs) it a little distracting that you've got two elves brushing out your beard right now can we have them hold (laughs) off until after the recording
3: uh uh for our listeners because this is not a visual medium. <laughs> Matt, why don't you uh tell them about that awesome non-alcoholic beer you're drinking? That festive oh, non-alcoholic beer. Oh yes, everybody. Beer.
1: I am I I have this uh drink I'm I'm holding up so Julia and Tom can see it. This is called uh Santa Claus Toller Holiday Brew. It is non-alcoholic. It is from Germany and it is uh sort of um like a spiced cranberry flavor a little bit uh it Ooh. is delicious and i'm very fond of it
2: add that to the list that sounds tasty
1: it is yep it's very wonderful mm-hmm. my father uh found it at a local store and i
2: uh got a case of it so
0: nice good for you so
2: you're you're <laughs> good for you so how is your season going it's your busy season right yeah
1: yeah, I am I'm, I'm going to start being a little busy. Like I said, I I went to uh in in early November, like the first weekend of November, I had a photo shoot uh bun- well a bunch of mini photo shoots with, you know, kids coming in um <clears throat> with a photographer I work with. And then uh tonight I went to the library for their thing um and that was a lot of fun and then uh this coming Sunday um, I'm wicked busy this coming Sunday. Yeah, I'm very busy, but I still have uh, lots of availability that I'm I'm hoping folks uh, will end up booking. Just because uh, I like filling that time and I like
3: going out and doing my thing. I have a question for you, Santa. Mm-hmm. How much do you pay your elves that you continue to say are not your slaves?
1: Well, also, you know, <laughs> you know, they don't get paid, but neither does Santa. So uh, it's all a free enterprise of like you know we're all just doing it so nobody gets paid i guess technically the north pole is like a hippie commune where like everybody <laughs> makes everything and shares everything with each other so
2: yeah <laughs> that tracks honestly
3: you may not get paid though but to quote uh, jack frost you get the soda cans and the tv specials and the postage stamps the billboards <laughs> the beautiful adoring wife and the army of toy building yes men <laughs> Boy, they, that
1: elf on the shelf, there's even more than the original elf on the shelf now. There's the original elf on the shelf. There's the girl elf on the shelf. There's elves on the shelf that wear green now. Then there's plush elf on the shelves. Plus, elves on the shelves have pets now. And clo- like, I'm like, holy moly, there's a lot to keep track of with this <laughs> elf on the shelf. thing.
3: Every time me and Sarah see an elf on the shelf, I say, that's why there's no such thing as stupid ideas. Because people will always your stupid ideas
1: i well i always go back some guy once upon a time said hey pet rock
3: yeah that's true (laughs) so i'll be the let's address the elephant in the room or the reindeer in the room whatever you want to call it or should we say the the fake elf in the room um listener long-time listeners of the show will know that to this day, Elf stands at number one on Tiz Podcast list. Perfect 10 from all three of us. Uh, I only just found out this past week, Matthew, another Facebook group we're in, um, that you are not a fan of the movie Elf. And No, I thought you knew this. Maybe I did, but maybe huh. I trauma-blocked it from my mind. Oh. Uh could you enlighten us as to why because the three of us do not understand
1: i just don't like it i just don't think it's very good i uh, i'm not really high on will ferrell um i i don't know I don't, I don't know what to tell you i just don't like it i just don't think it's i i watched it the other day because my wife was like hey i've never seen that movie elf could we watch that movie elf and i was like I mean, yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And we watched it and like, I just, I don't think it's very funny. I'm not high on Will Ferrell um i think it's ex- i think the end is extremely weird and creepy like jovi clearly had to teach buddy about the birds and the bees because yeah, buddy is-
3: sarah always brings that up too she finds her it's- relationship creepy it's weird <laughs> yeah, she creepy. Did.
1: he is a man child like uh, no nah, i just don't like it I don't know what to say. I'm perfectly I watched it the other day for I imagine the last time in my life.
2: Your wife didn't enjoy it either, I guess
1: she didn't pay much attention. Like I turned it on and then she didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. So like, I don't know she, but she doesn't comment on that. Like it's weird. My wife doesn't comment. like, she could love something and like not really comment on it. So I don't know. Uh I didn't even ask her really. I just, she, she went about, I turned it on. She went about making her jewelry and it seems like maybe she didn't see much of it. So (laughs)
2: <laughs> I mean that's perfectly fine. You're allowed to not like movies we like. It's a thing we embrace here. Case in point, Robin Robin the other week where Ooh. I quite liked yeah. it and the guys didn't. So there it is.
3: Well, a quote, Matt, another podcast we both listen to, "Real Fans, Real Movies." Every opinion counts, even when it's wrong. So I will <laughs> accept your. <opinion>.
1: <laughs> I. <laughs> I- Real fans for real, this is a total side tangent. I got yelled at on X one oh. time for, I told somebody, I told somebody they're in jest. I told somebody you're entitled to your wrong opinion. And oh, wow. Yeah, and his response was, God, that's the problem with all you real fans, people. You think opinions can be wrong. And I'm like, wow, dude. Like, <laughs> No, but um, menus at restaurants and all
0: that stuff, everybody like there's something for everybody. But we need to clarify. Some things can be opinions. You can have opinions and they mm-hmm. can be different. But then there are facts. The <laughs> earth is not flat. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Climate I, change I... is real. <laughs> Elf is an excellent movie. Oh no, that last one is not a fact. This is science.
1: <laughs> that's like Anthony saying "Christmas in Hollis" is a good song.
3: Like that's not a fact. Oh no! But
0: what do I do when the guy I'm arguing with makes really good points?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you come at me like that? Wow, guys, okay. there's gonna
1: be more disagreement. <laughs> Tonight. maybe we should save some of it for the- <laughs> no, we're here to talk about. <laughs>
2: well, if there was ever a perfect moment to slide into the content we're talking about tonight, that would be it. We have seen a Matt on to talk about a new release from Disney Plus this year, fresh to streaming content. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about The Naughty Nine tonight, uh, which I think dropped days ago. Quick plot synopsis of The Naughty Nine. Uh, when Andy finds out he's on Santa's naughty list, he pulls together a group of naughty list kids to get the presents they think they deserve. Our histories is all the same. We all just saw it. It's fresh, but let's do like a one sentence hot take on how you felt about the movie.
0: Speaking of opinions that are just blatantly wrong, Anthony, do you want to kick us off?
3: Sure, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that I can do a one sentence hot take, Julia. If you'll excuse me here. This movie is just bad. It's really bad. This movie nope. and Home Sweet Home Alone last year or two years ago, whatever you covered that, are indicative of all the problems I've had, I have with this modern Disney as a corporation. They chug out these awful movies that are completely forgettable. They cast awful Child actors. Right. All wait, right, all right.
1: No no, 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 no. I need to get to the bottom of this. Wait, Julia gave him
0: expect from children. Julia gave you one sentence. I, well, I were well, abusing just... the mic. If we had, if I were hosting, <laughs> I would mute you right
3: now. Let Let me just answer this question because I'm sure other listeners are wondering this too. What do I have against children? Mm. Well, I have. <laughs> Where do I begin? No, I just want. <laughs> I I just okay perfect example let's point to a disney christmas theatrical film uh the santa claus you cannot compare the oh, kid who does charlie oh, oh. <laughs> Who plays oh, Charlie to this kid in this movie? I'm who sorry. by the yes, Who can. by the There's Who no by the difference. way? They have. They are no. There is no difference in their acting talent. Who by the way, Winslow Winslow Fegley, who we have covered on this show before, in Eight Bit Christmas, which was another train wreck, is now. I am Not saying there. it right now for everyone to hear is the worst child actor we've covered on this show. I would take what Bailey you, Madison over him Stop. from Stop. North Pole what do you want
1: out of a child <laughs> what is he doing wrong why is he bad <laughs> explain this to me
3: it's overacting the overacting i can't stand and maybe okay in his defense maybe it's a script maybe he hasn't been given material in these two movies perfectly what? possible
1: is it even. i don't i disagree entirely but okay but
3: but this movie yeah julia My opinion, it was awful, and it was also a case of false advertising because I expected a movie starring Danny Glover as Santa, and instead I got a movie where Danny Glover cameoed as Santa for a total of three minutes. Thank you.
0: It was more than three minutes. Hyperbole doesn't become you. It was top
3: five. He at top five. He was not in it for longer than five minutes. No, he definitely was because he was in multiple scenes. Anyway,
0: okay. How about you guys? So I want to give my I want to give my hot take on Anthony's hot take. That was the worst opinion of a movie I've heard in a long time. You have set a new bar for crappy opinions about movies. Now, as far as the movie we're walking through tonight, my family really enjoyed it. Ellie absolutely loved it. Winslow is not a bad actor. I don't know what Anthony's talking about. He was so much fun in this, and Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Uh, All of the kids were fun. I liked their interaction. And the idea of an Ocean's Eleven-style kid heist movie,
3: it was fun and something we hadn't seen. I enjoyed it. First of all, okay, you just point in Winslow's column. Because you're right. I liked Lyle Lyle Crocodile. So he was decent in that. So again, it goes back to he's been giving crappy Christmas material. And trust me, I have a lot to say about the heist aspect of this film and how dumb Santa and the elves are in this film, which is a huge problem for me. Anyway, Matt or, and Julia.
0: Or did Santa maybe let it happen knowing it's what needed to happen? No. Okay, gosh. Matt,
2: what's your opinion?
1: <sighs> I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was a really unique North Pole. Um A really fun north pole um i also absolutely don't have any clue apparently what makes a actor good or bad because i didn't think any of the kids in this were bad
0: so there that's my opinion Uh, i think to summarize your general opinion here you have a soul correct (laughs) apparently okay cool
3: cool 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 hey i will praise some of the other kids in this movie but we'll save that for when we dive in julia what did you think
2: um i think i fall in the middle like i didn't really love it um but i also definitely don't hate it the way that anthony does i don't Um, know if
1: i loved it necessarily but i thought it, it was good
2: yeah it was fine Is kind of where i fall is it was fine um the some of the kid actors irritated me a little bit but not my main guy but I, I actually kind of like him. Uh we watched Timmy Failure. My kids really like Timmy Failure a whole lot. Um, I oh, yeah, love Timmy Eve Failure at Christmas. Um, I haven't seen Lyle L Crocodile, so I'll just put a pin in that
0: one. Oh, I think but, you should. I um, think you guys would like it.
2: Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm about what Mdeba rates it as a five out of ten. Um mm-hmm. so okay. So let's talk uh high level cast and credit, the guy we keep mentioning. And either think as a fine actor, a great actor, or a really abysmal actor, is Winslow Fegley. We've covered him on Eight Bit Christmas. His sister, who kind of ends up playing a really important part in his life in the movie, is Madeline Kellum. She plays Laurel. Thumbs um, up, up on not- this
3: actress. I'll give her credit. I liked her as a kid actress.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, his main naughty sidekick is um Dulce, played by Camilla Rodriguez. Um, and then the cast of Naughty Kids is comprised of Derek McCabe, who plays John Anthony, um, who is a designer. Uh, we'll bring up what he's naughty for later.
3: <laughs> I bring it up. Um, I'm bringing out my I'm out my good and bad list for the kid actors. I'm just going to say Anthony's opinion: good. This kid was good.
0: Okay. Uh, we
2: have he Claire was Stack.
0: a horrible stereotype. You didn't even try.
2: Clara Stack plays Rose, who is our animal whisperer, uh, as far as the naughty roles are concerned.
3: She was fine. Uh,
2: Imogen Cohen plays Hyun. She's our getaway driver. Awful. Uh, Aiden Elijah plays Albert, our uh, baby-faced... Oh, what is it? Awful. I can't remember what he's called. Awful. The one that can get you to do anything. Uh, Anthony Jew plays Lewis.
3: Eh, closer to bad than good it's middle more middling though
2: our two unaware parents of what's going on around them in general are uh britney charlotte smith plays the mom randall edwards plays the dad we don't see a ton of them um and then i mean we've got santa that we see for a smidge at the end played by danny glover who i think we all love we love danny glover don't we Yes. Oh, and then we have a side role of a pilot, um, played by Derek Thieler, who is just a Chris Pratt stand in for much less money than Chris Pratt.
3: Yeah. Well, that's, an, that's an insult to Chris Pratt. <laughs> who he knew you look, were such a Chris
2: I, Pratt fan?
3: I'm not, I'm really not. This, I'm just, this guy was a total 100%
0: Wish.com, Timu.com, Chris Pratt from Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: Oh,
3: yeah.
2: 100%. It is what it is. I think he
3: and knew the, what it was. And the kids were wish.com, <laughs> rocket, and grouped.
0: You did not give me a chance to even acknowledge the one time we're going to agree tonight, Anthony. Please. What is that? Well, I guess two times. We like Danny Glover. And this guy is a, is a dollar store, Chris Pratt. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> dollar store. Okay. Dollar. Um, okay, The Naughty Nine. Let's get into it. Uh, movie opens up on the day before winter break, which I'm going to say right now is an incredibly exciting day in school. I still remember days before winter break in school and chef's kiss. Love these yep. days.
3: Yep, agreed. Um, hmm
2: it's high level mentioned. It's a total blow off day at school, um, which it totally is right. Cause you're just tying up loose ends of where you can just bail for a couple mm-hmm. weeks. weeks. Um, we see Andy in the principal's office and the principal, like really giving it to him, like, dude, like you keep getting in trouble. You keep messing up. You're a bright kid. Why are you wasting your potential? And I think we get the sense that Andy is is gets in a lot of trouble at school, but like hijinks trouble, not like I'm gonna beat this kid up trouble. So, when we're talking about the yeah. scale of like what a bad kid is, he's the whole uh mischief maker bad kid. It's uh, Fred, and bad. Fred and
3: George, Fred and George,
2: right? Exactly. Um, which I guess there kind of is a difference between naughty and bad, yes, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the principles like look, let's use break as a reset. Um, figure out who you want to be next semester while you're off and come back and make things right, basically. Um, Andy busts out the waterworks to get both out of you, you don't hear it for sure, but to get out of what I would assume would be a detention looming on the other end of winter break. Um, but also to um to he uh, has ulterior motives. <laughs> For these Mm. waterworks, he turns on. And before Anthony, I address your hand raised. I do want to call out that you don't like this actor because he's an overactor, but for 80% of the movie, overacting is a part of who he is.
3: Well, hey, I was I was gonna jump I was gonna jump in here. Okay, but then he's not a believable scammer. And all they and then that just makes all the adults here stupid. Every single one, the principal, Santa, the elves. And I have a problem with that because Disney didn't use to pander to freaking kids this way. i miss
2: not. He's never stupid in it.
3: His whole freaking oh, let's put the big password on the vault to the 12 days of Christmas. Who can figure that freaking out when all the freaking symbols are engraved around it? He's stupid.
2: Okay. Hold on. Time out for just a second here. We've talked about we've talked about this um on the podcast before that. Adults are not always the intended audience for the media that is put out, especially but at Christmas time. I was time.
3: about to say this is a but good that's not. movie, but yeah, that's a, that's my problem though. Disney didn't used to pander to kids this way. Go back to killing the parents of the animated films. I can but, say, uh, I can say,
0: one hundred percent of the children I polled about watching this movie loved it. That's fine, I but think- that,
3: that 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 says to me, I mean, in general, I think. Movies in general have gotten softer and softer with kids from the 80s, and that's a problem for me. Like they're pandering and completely stupid now, compared to what you guys grew up on in the 80s. I grew up on in the 90s, which were young for us. But now, what? yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't Disney. do it. Every single kid, Disney has gone too far.
2: Disney did used to pander.
3: As not well, this, not this but much. That
2: stuff wasn't as successful as it is nowadays. They've I always wish... had content where they pandered, but it was just never as successful.
3: Well, I, don't, I, w- I wouldn't say this is successful.
2: Okay. Um, I'm okay.
1: gobsmacked. I have nothing to say. Like, oh my I God. Don't... Like, it's a kid's movie, Anthony. Oh, okay,
3: well, but... Uh, but to go back to what we were talking about earlier, Elf is a kid's movie. The Santa No, Claus that's no, a family movie. No, it's not, no, Elf is not a children's Elf is not movie. a kid's no. movie no there is a difference between a kids movie and a
1: family movie
3: well there are kids movies that do it better than disney's doing it nowadays
0: man i feel like we must have watched different movies we
1: really must have watched different movies i don't understand i i really deeply don't understand what you're talking about like i really don't
2: Okay. All right. So Andy uh, Andy turns the waterworks on with the principal. We, we see in a standard heist type movie um, that he has ulterior motives as well. So we get a little like rewind um, and we figure out what his and Dolce's real goal is to uh, get their items from the confiscation closet. And I'm really curious if schools actually have this. I figured it was just a drawer in the principal's office. I think it's so- always been
1: a I think it's always been like a, a staple of movies and TV shows. Cause it's not the first time I've seen something like it. I just, yeah. I don't know if it really exists.
3: Definitely in books too. I'm rereading Harry Potter. And I feel has a giant confiscation. Closet. That's right. He does. There
1: was, yeah.
0: There was always this mystery. Like what did what happens to my stuff when they take it away in school? Yeah. So I, I think I always would have imagined. I mean, I probably would have imagined as a kid, if I'm thinking back, like a bank vault where all of our stuff went and was <laughs> locked and nobody could get in to
3: get it away. So I get that part. Yeah, yeah for sure. totally. This, that was true to me. See compliment.
2: Okay. So Andy (laughs) is using these waterworks and he hugs the principal, all this stuff to lift her keys to uh, intuit information on when the confiscation closet, which is regularly emptied at winter break, gets emptied so that him and his friend can intercept this loot on the way out of the school. So we have uh, then our first mini heist, right? So it's him and his friend um, trying to gain access to the items from this closet. Um, So pause here for just a second because it's a part of him uh doing this plot we see the entire school is sitting in the gym at their desks working and this like a massive screen with miracle on 34th street Mm. and like a whole table of treats and all i want to say is why wasn't this real life because that would have been the most magical day before winter break ever
3: my high school like
2: legit are you serious my teacher would roll the tv in with the yeah. vcr on it and mm-hmm. they'd put a movie on no no treats we could maybe bring our own but like this was like a whole event
3: no in high school they had giant movies going on in the gym the cafeteria and the auditorium and it was just kind of free roam day the christmas movies going on it's free they day throughout the school and there are treats oh my and gosh. goodies and Whoa. gift bags and wow. just movies in a bunch of the big common rooms you went to private school Christ. didn't you <laughs> I did. I did not. But my district was oh. rated one of like one of the top ten in the country. So okay.
2: Oh, well, I guess so.
0: Houston. <laughs> Santa Matt. So. How old are you? Get your crap together.
3: I'm 36.
0: Okay, so you may be a little on the young side. Do y'all remember the? We would. I we were fancy in our elementary school because we would roll out the big tv and the laser disc player oh no i remember <laughs> oh. having
1: laser discs in in sixth grade we watched um some laser discs
0: so. i just thought that was the coolest thing this was pre-cd <laughs> yep. the, these giant like yep. yeah it was Pre-D amazing
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh i love it mm. um So Andy hijacks the Miracle on 34th Street showing and rigs up a spliced video of his chat with the principal earlier that he has incredibly quickly edited. To basically broadcast a message that everybody can leave. Uh, you don't have to wait <laughs> until the bell rings. That was funny. Peace, I'm out. Yep, and all the kids like obviously rejoice and start to book it out of the school, which creates a certain level of mayhem that allows him and his friend to intercept said bag of goodies. And they are this close to getting away. And the principal stops them and proceeds to look in their in the bag, and it ends up not being full of. Uh, all of the good stuff. It's full of
0: cookies. Yeah, they have they pulled out that they pulled out that they pulled out that snowflake cookie. To
2: which Andy turns it around and says, um, it's for you. It's for the staff. And we figure out it's a heist in a heist. And don't you love it when the person pulling the heist has his co his co conspirators also sort of in the dark about some of the stuff. <laughs> so we're really establishing Andy as like this mastermind, right? Yep. Um, we later on see him and his friend with the bag of uh confiscated goodies in the alley reselling back genius by the way all of the items to people who had lost them kids who had lost them throughout the year whether to reclaim their stuff or to make sure that it stays hidden from their parents in Lewis's case who does come back to um, be one of our not naughty naughty nine
0: because
2: he's not naughty
1: yes
0: Mm -hmm. I love this kind of naughty these kind of naughty kids I really do it's fun you hated you (laughs) hated anthony did you hate um unaccompanied minor
3: too i did okay i thought so it,
0: i uh, guys
1: anthony hates children like but he I just does children
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I made some surprise <laughs> to three of you to know that i actually get along with children love, tend to love me because i'm a big kid myself <laughs> i don't i don't like poorly acted children Having said that, one of the poorly acted children in this movie was the best person in this scene. And Anthony, can you tell this... me
1: can you tell me who you think good child actors are?
3: Sure. Uh, Michael and Elf, Charlie and the Santa Claus, Ralphie in a Christmas story. Kevin McCall's, what's his name? Well, he wasn't good. I, I,
2: I Culkin, Culkin. You talk
3: crap about Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, I, copped to the fact his cuteness overshadowed the fact he was a bad actor, and that's a problem here too. None of these kids are cute enough to overshadow that fact. But regardless,
1: I, I, uh, all of those kids you just named are exactly the same as the kids in this movie. Like, yes, really, don't under, I. Don't. What are you
3: talking about? Seriously. Okay, I'm about to pay a kid a compliment here because, despite the fact this child was bad actor, they stole the scene, and the character actually proved to be smart. And that I think was who's the one who who's the baby face of the group that melts everyone's heart.
0: Um, the little kid with the big hair. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They're all they're all the same kid. I don't know. Well,
3: anyway, that kid outsmarts the con artists here by saying he doesn't have the money to get his thing back and he's crying and they feel bad and give it power yeah and they give him back his toy and he basically uh, he doesn't say he doesn't call them suckers but that's essentially what he says and then he runs off He 100% does
2: call them a sucker
3: is that the word he used I wasn't sure yeah Yeah. okay really well this kid is the smartest one in this whole group so kudos to him that kid Good for him. I, I applaud the character writing for this kid. And that came across as sarcastic, but it's not. I actually liked his work there.
2: That's so funny. It's my least favorite because I don't like poorly behaved children in movies. But you know this about me as well. Mm. <laughs> like That's not funny to me. But anyway, that's out. Oh, I, I
3: I didn't find it funny. Mind you, I barely cracked a smile this whole movie. I found that smart for this kid to, <laughs> to manipulate them to get his stuff back without having to pay them money. So
2: and that is why he's on the naughty list. Mm-hmm. Um okay so Andy and Dolce are walking home they're super excited christmas is coming and they're talking about what they're going to get what they've asked for what they're going to get. Um Andy wants a gaming console and Dolce wants a bow and arrow for archery.
1: And a an um, and a new name.
2: Cuz Dolce
1: Do you not like the name Dulce?
2: Dulce. Yeah, because it sounds
0: like Dolce. Clearly. Dulce. Either way. <laughs>
2: Dulce. So Andy gets home. They're at dinner with his parents and his sister, Laurel, who is a goody two-shoes and
3: never messes up. And the um, smartest person in this movie. Anyway, continue.
2: Brings up the fact that he was sent to the principal's office. And his parents are suckers. They are a younger Disney kid version of parents and i didn't like how not smart they were but i never... was about to
3: i was about to say do you could not have liked that
2: no i didn't love the parents okay, i don't think you. they had thank enough you. personality personally um but they were suckers and um when he says he was in the principal's office to fix the wi-fi and obviously his sister is just like churning over this in like a candace phineas and ferb sort of way because she's constantly trying to get andy busted um And she tells him one day your lies are going to get you in trouble. And then she would stand there and laugh at him. Um, So mom and dad are downstairs talking later in the evening. Everybody's about to um, go to bed. It's Christmas Eve. And you hear some throwaway comment that um, dad, dad's friend at the airline, or wherever he works, his friends, a pilot saw a flying reindeer when he was en route and they're trying to keep it under wraps and boy, the dent on the side of the plane was even reindeer shaped. Isn't that super weird? Cutscene. Okay. So next morning it's Christmas. And as we do Christmas morning, Andy rushes downstairs, wakes everybody up. Um, The kids are going through their, or him and Laurel are going through their presents. Parents look exhausted. (laughs) So it felt real. And uh, he's, shaking boxes this made me laugh um because he said tiny blocks tiny blocks tiny blocks blocks," because they can't say lego (laughs)
1: which yeah
2: i also appreciated um and he's pretty ungrateful that with the gifts which again i didn't love but that's my own thing um and he's hunting for the gaming console um at the same time he's hunting around the back of the tree laurel picks up a box that's red she opens it and it's the leotard she's been wanting for competition she is a gymnast um and the parents do the whole wait you didn't i didn't you didn't i didn't and the mom is like must have been my mom i don't know i like
1: that i like that being addressed though because yeah um there is kind of a weird thing in christmas movies with the idea of Parents don't believe in Santa, but lots of gifts appear at their house. Like, yes, right. Um, that's always weird to me. Like, if the grown up, if your movie is going to have grown ups who do not believe in Santa, they cannot then be completely okay with mysterious gifts appearing in their <laughs> home.
2: <laughs> Andy never finds anything for himself, and he immediately jumps to the conclusion that Santa is to blame for him not getting the gaming console that he asked for um, flash to other kids who are getting stiffed by Santa in the same moment. Um, we see some, like, I don't know if they call each other. They yell through the window, but him and Dulce, his friends are phone. like, they were on the They're phone. On the phone. Looking phone. At each other. It wasn't Even as No, They cool, live across the
0: street. Big, Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> um, not,
0: we would have had just had our window open and yelled at each other and across the right? street while the <laughs> other neighbors right. were listening to our conversation in the eighties.
2: Times have changed. Um, so yeah, they come to the conclusion yeah, they got stiffed by Santa. Eureka, it's the naughty list, baby. And here's where we get entitlement that's right. So they reach out to Lewis, the kid that was in line that bought back like a drone or something. I remember what the toy was. Because Lewis, when he picked, when he bought that drone back, uh had some throwaway comment with, you know, the North Pole is like located in this blah, 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 blah. And so they remember this comment like, this kid knows something about Santa. So they find Lewis and ask him about the details because he seems like he's purely driven by conspiracy theories. The character. <laughs> I liked Lewis. I thought he's he was has got precious.
0: a room full of. Loch Ness. And Ness. Loch <laughs> Nessie there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, he gets a sweet computer from Santa. So we know this kid is not actually on the naughty list. However, he is completely enthralled with the idea of Santa and all elf culture. Um, So he's written an algorithm that he's been working on for some amount of time that searches the net for kids griping about not getting anything from Santa. And this is how he's compiled what he's calling the naughty list. Um, He feels like it's, and honestly, I think the logic is pretty sound. Um, He feels like this is the list of naughty kids um and so andy's like it's super unfair that kids get stiffed at christmas um since when does santa get to decide who gets presents and who doesn't and lewis is like "Liter, that's literally how it is my dude that's just
1: always
2: (laughs)
3: annoying
0: entitled kids
1: i mean but it's it, it rings a little bit true right like when you're a kid you just kind of expect to get presents from santa like I don't know. There it's a little over the top entitled, but it also rings a little bit true to me.
0: You ever get kids who are afraid they're on the naughty list and not going to get present.
1: Oh yeah. Kids always want to know if they're well, most of the time want to know, am I on the naughty list? And have to be like, look, here's the thing about uh, being on the naughty list. Um, It's real easy to get off of it. You just have to remember to try to do your best like you're little and you don't necessarily always remember to do the right thing. Your brain is still growing and you're still learning what the rules are. So, like, if you know what you if you know what you did wrong and you learn and you remember next time and you do better, you can just get right back on the nice list.
2: I am learning so much from you.
1: I don't like the whole naughty nice list thing anyway, but that's a whole other
0: conversation. So okay. I'm not a big fan of consequences and especially you know, using them for to guilt children. Well, well I'm, I just to- think that I'm like- totally going to use the naughty
3: list against my children. <laughs> Try again next year, kid. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you would as, just teenage just teenage as I open be my cheap. giant video console <laughs> That's and, and smoking me. his cigar like Jerry
0: Seinfeld yeah <laughs> <laughs> just, I think what you're saying is that you just want to be a cheap dad and instead oh. of accepting responsibility you're going to blame the children but I will tell you there's nothing more joyous than waking up and seeing your kid on Christmas morning so um that that it, that interaction, that experience covers a multitude of sins. A <laughs> multitude of transgressions, I should say.
2: Um, okay, so it's this interaction with Lewis that leads us to the heist, the the primary heist, why we're here. Um Andy decides that if the gifts were never delivered, they still exist at the North Pole. And this is a real choice, honestly. Um, mm. it had to be this way for them to want to go to the North Pole to get. Presence anyway, but my interpretation would have been if you're on the naughty list, then no present was ever set aside for you. Period. Right? Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't like you're this on personal the choice. List, you don't. Have wait, wait, wait. But if that I... was the choice, then there'd be no movie.
1: And
0: we go. So. Right I think back the goal. I think the thing I... is. Their toys were ready. They were ready to go. Like it was yours to lose. Mm
1: -hmm. And we go right back to my thing I just said a minute ago. This is true. You can get on the naughty list, but it's also real easy to get right back off of it. So in this world, at some point, they were not naughty. They made the naughty choice and didn't learn from their mistakes
0: and continued to stay on it right up to the last minute. You sound like a lot like somebody that I heard of this movie. Maybe we'll get to that. I don't know. Mm.
2: Okay. So Lewis says he can pinpoint where the North Pole is. Um and while he is still on the good list, because they're like, why are you helping? He said he still wants to see Santa's village for himself. It's always been a dream.
0: I like so they assemble
2: kid. I do too. I like <laughs> Lewis a lot. So they assemble a team of the best naughties in the area. Uh, so we have, uh, they need a, a getaway driver, a gymnast, an animal whisperer, an adorable innocent, a master of disguise and a pilot. So our getaway driver, and we see these characters introduced in a very similar Ocean's 11 fashion. Where uh-huh. We get a little blurb on how, on the kid's name, what they kind of did wrong and then who they are in the grand scheme of things. So first we see Hajun is the getaway driver. We see her going down ice on like a tricycle or something, right?
1: Yeah, like a big wheel. Yeah,
2: and they are flying, and she is a phenomenal driver. So she's our getaway driver, and the reason why she's on the naughty list is reckless driving. <laughs> We have a gymnast because a part of the plan requires the gymnast in getting to the final vault. You have to jump a chasm, an icy chasm, and get the drawbridge to pull up. So they need a gymnast. Um, Again, there was a gymnast in Ocean's Eleven as well. So here's where we see Bethany, who is a gymnast in the same uh, uh, gym as Laurel. So they're big competitors. Um, but she's like a phenomenal gymnast and has no insecurities whatsoever. Her reason for un- her being on the naughty list is unchecked snobbery, and this girl is a snob. Didn't like her. <laughs> not a fan. Um, okay, so I, d- I can... did.
3: I did not like her character. I thought she was one of the better kid actors. So. Okay.
2: Um, then we, we have that? Rose. She's our animal whisperer because you're going to interact with reindeer at some point. You have to have an animal whisperer and she's precious. And the reason why she's in the naughty list is unauthorized animal liberation where she frees a, uh, uh, she
1: carries one of those Horse. new york city horses that are extraordinarily abused yeah she should not have
3: been on the naughty list a hundred percent they constantly collapse and die because of overworked and heat yep. and being whipped she should not have been on the naughty list nope, santa right. matt would have bumped this whole movie up a cookie for me
2: well which admitted it is curious um A space in which somebody who is so attuned to animals and kind because you would generally put those things together right Mm -hmm. uh would be on a naughty list period right like of all the thready ones this one is the the one that's least believable because she seems incredibly kind to humans as well as animals um so that's rose and the guy that was drawing Driving the carriage, I don't think is Bob Hoskins, because I'm pretty sure Bob Hoskins is dead, but man, it looked like Bob Hoskins. He's dead, right?
3: Yes. He's or been he's dead, dead, dead for a while. Yeah.
2: That's what I thought. But man, it looked like him. Okay. Uh, then we have an adorable innocent. Uh, this is Albert, who we saw online referenced earlier. Um, he he is on the naughty list for abusing his cuteness, which he absolutely
0: does. <laughs> um
2: And then we have a master, we have a need for a master of disguise. And this is John Anthony. And we see a little scene where John Anthony is this up and coming designer. He's this kid designer with these fantastic designs. And then the kid's a hustler as well. Um, So he, uh, his, his unknown or his reason for being on the naughty list is listed as unknown. So we've got a little gray space about John Anthony going into the heist itself
0: did y'all um, did y'all figure it out pretty early, early on what his problem was
2: yeah yes. i figured he was a total <laughs> fraud
3: yeah. yeah um i do want to share a piece of feedback about this character we got from longtime listener benji pearson and he wrote i love the representation in this movie lgbtq and multicultural i picked out swedish music and hispanic music but i realized there are many more cultural represented if this movie had been made when i was a kid 30 years ago the part of john anthony would have most certainly been played by a girl because she's a fast he's a fashion designer but i could definitely relate to john anthony and i hope the other little boys will too so mm-hmm. i'm glad uh disney put a representation in here like that's always important so that's definitely a I mean, plus the is... across the board for uh me for this movie mm-hmm.
1: yeah the kid i mean he wears eyeliner he it's called eyeliner Quote yeah quote-unquote designs clothes um does eventually but it doesn't in the beginning um Mm -hmm.
2: yeah yep um and then we also have a need for a pilot um this ends up being bruno the guy that mom and dad were talking about earlier flies planes and saw a reindeer um he's a full-grown man and the naughty list doesn't apply to adults (laughs) so no but it's not a naughty list (laughs) um okay so Andy gets the crew together and he proposes the idea of the heist. And as it happens, they all scoff at him. He then uses his his powers of uh, persuasion to sway them all. Um, cue cool model made with lots of tiny blocks, which is, again, made me laugh. Um, And we get the standard map out the plan scene that tasks the job out to what each person does. Um, Again, it's a heist movie thing. I always like this in heist movies. It's a lot of fun to watch. And they do it here as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, Andy stakes the claim that this should be or this will be the best Christmas they never had. Because it is them retrieving their gifts from the North Pole. So we have Laurel again, trying to get Andy caught by the parents, um, uh, which ends up not working out. They go down in the basement and Andy makes up some excuse that they're not working, obviously on a heist, but instead of recycling project and everybody like thinks Ferris's... Andy hung the moon. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. It's kind of like Ferris's sister trying to get him caught, right? Yes.
2: It's so is. everybody
1: loves, everybody loves Ferris and he's the best, you know, nine times. I don't remember Ferris being sick nine times, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> So very, exactly very mm-hmm.
2: Um, okay, so <clears throat> we have a last minute uh problem to our heist. Um Dulce calls Andy and says Bethany backed out because she pestered her parents into buying the phone she didn't get from Santa. Um and she has no desire to help with the heist anymore. So they need a gymnast. And obviously, where are they gonna go for that?
3: His sister. This Sister. down the hall. And Um, at this point, I was very happy because, again, she was my favorite actress in this. I thought she acted the best of the children.
2: Of course, Andy's not keen on this because they don't get along and she's a goody two-shoes. She's never going to agree to it. But he does end up manipulating her into joining pretty much by pulling the Bethany card and saying, look, there's this big jump. You're obviously better than Bethany and won't it feel good to rub it in her face when you get this done? Which gets her. So she's a part of it now as well. Um, we get, this might be one of my favorite moments in the movie. We get the slow motion high screw walk into the airplane hangar, <laughs> which I, I fully appreciate. <laughs> and we get the self-aware moment where Bruno, the pilot is like, "Uh, uh everybody can like see you. <laughs> can we, <laughs> can we move this along? Um, so they all board the plane. Yeah. Um, There's a bit of self-awareness to the movie, which I appreciate in any
0: movie. 100%. Um,
2: Okay. So let's start to unpack John Anthony, our master of disguise. Um, He's talking to the animal whisperer um, as he's sewing because his part of it is to make them look like elves. So they blend in. Um, And he's sewing, which you get the... You absolutely understand that he has the ability to craft clothing, but what comes out is he's never actually designed anything fresh. He's always ripped off other people's designs until now elf costumes and uh he designs like i loved the elf costumes
1: i was gonna say his elf co- the elf costumes are just the both well both the real elves when they i love his thing about uh i don't even know what they're wearing at the north pole this season <laughs> um and when they get there and he said does the thing about we don't look anything like them um <laughs> but his costumes come out great and obviously ev- everything everyone is wearing at the north pole also looks really good as well
2: yep yep so he is on un- naughtying it that's the whole thing right is you've got these naughty kids but we're expecting to see some change of character in them during the course of the heist which we do um debatable so they're flying into the north pole uh you see the beautiful northern lights on the horizon um bruno you know tells all the kids to come up and take a look at it bruno's sweet he's he's pretty uh and nice <laughs> but uh, he's pretty but
1: dumb he's pretty but dumb oh no sorry <laughs> that says pretty dumb <laughs>
2: uh, but they're immediately held dumb. Dumb. <laughs> by ground control um, and they're grounded. Uh, and they land on an airstrip that has red and green running lights, which I also appreciated. And oh my gosh, what do we do now? I
1: so a bit, hold, I just want to comment on something here real quick. I don't um they fly to the North Pole, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. there's people there at an airstrip. And there's stri- I I'm I'm being like. The North Pole is deserted. Nobody lives there, and there's no trees because there's no actual land at the North Pole. The North Pole is a floating ice cap. Continue. I,
3: I assumed these were Santa's people. Oh, well,
2: they are Santa's people.
3: That's what I thought. Yeah, I didn't think they were military or anything. Oh,
2: yeah, I think they're Santa's people. I guess
1: I thought they were. I I thought they were something because um, what's his name with the the conspiracy kid? He said something earlier about the U.S. government hiding the location of
3: santa's workshop which by the way if that was the case <laughs> the fire, government is... your, fire your entire government because this little 10 year old is able to hack in and find out the location right the i, government I the government is paying the internet
0: was... to hide it yeah hmm. so that was i
2: assumed they were elves and they had their ears were covered to prolong the...
0: okay that
1: could be
2: but it works either way um Okay, so the kids get out into the wild. They've got to trek so long to actually get to the village, but we come up finally on Santa's Village. And can what I, are our impressions of Santa's I've, Village?
3: Can I go first? Sure. It was gorgeous. The negative. It was gorgeous. That's why I wanted to go first. Give me. Let me be positive here. I liked how it was stacked, you know, like they up a mountain. I love the northern a, a little bit yeah exactly mm-hmm. and they and you see decorations like that for sale a lot of years too um yeah. i love the northern lights above it i love the big old gates you know it looked, the old-fashioned like it looked kind of medieval the big wooden doors to lay into the town i thought the whole village looked spectacular
2: same i like i agree it. yeah
3: good north pole it was a very good north pole what did you think tom it was nice Oh, that's it just was, nice. It, You're being a little negative felt, here.
0: It felt Christmassy. <laughs> it, did. it did.
3: I feel bought it.
0: I was committed. Uh, I like the elves. I like the look. I like decorations. Mm-hmm. I like the feel.
3: My compliments don't extend to the elves, but we'll get into my problems with the elves when we meet them in a few yeah. minutes.
2: Okay. Um. All right, drink. so... <laughs> our adorable inner innocent albert is sent to the front gate to schmooze the elf guard which obviously totally works she takes him in because she's precious and sweet and she gives him hot chocolate and candy in front of a fire and i just want to live here for the entire rest well, of the movie because that was delightful
3: her, her house looked delightful and cozy and everything this woman's mm-hmm. an idiot this elf is an idiot idiot elf number one okay I can understand Albert's powers. In quotes, working on her for a minute while she's trying to talk to him, he starts crying. She takes him in to comfort him, but at the same time, you literally said it yourself, lady. This is a kid miles away at the North Pole from any adult or kid. You just let him. Even when you, con- oh, this was, was, was stupid.
2: It's a superpower. Everybody falls to it. But then she okay.
3: fa- But then she falls asleep. She,
2: falls, she does. She falls asleep.
3: Been- a, I, I mean, a smart elf would be worried about this child. Yeah, you would comfort him, sit him down, comfort him. You won't fall asleep on him. Anyway. It was very... You know well, she doesn't
2: fall asleep on him, let's be clear. That's, an intoler- <laughs> that's a whole different. <laughs> um, okay, so everybody else sneaks past as he keeps the guard engaged, and they're like, why is it so dead? Like, nobody is in the... um." The roads they're not roads but like nobody's out um and so they stumble upon uh the facility they have to walk through to get to the top and there is a massive elf party and um what somebody proposes is true maybe they're uh Celebrate or no, they they thought that everybody was resting after Christmas. Turns after, out yep. they're all celebrating after Christmas,
3: which I like so, that too. I like that yeah. because after a year building the toys, getting ready for Christmas, I like before their rest they party and celebrate the successful Christmas. I like they that. have a Christmas party too. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's right. Which is probably why the guard is sleepy because she's done been partying it up all day and has to go take a. Well,
3: well if I was Santa, I would look for guard. a different guard.
2: Um, I don't think the North Pole really is concerned that much with having to guard the facility with the level of.
3: Well, maybe they should, since nine kids are able to bypass all their security, get into the workshop and steal their toys.
2: Okay, (laughs) All right. Uh, okay. the elf party. Um, I'll let you unpack why you don't like what the elves look like in just a minute. And I'm going to talk instead about what I really enjoyed about this party. Um, I like that the elves look like us except they've got pointy ears. Um, Mm -hmm. Their clothing was rich. I loved that. Um, They're all clearly having a lot of fun, especially a Disney kids movie kind of fun in the dancing. Yeah. Um, But what I loved the most is Mm -hmm. as they're walking around, um, there are different, it's not a white guy's Christmas celebration with just white person's Christmas experience. (laughs) They have yeah, culturally appropriate foods that are enjoyed at Christmas time in other countries. And Dulce sees uh, like a group of caroling elves who are not singing a regular caroling song. They're singing a song that she remembers from when she was younger in ooh, Spanish, I'm assuming. And it's it was great.
1: Yep. Okay. I
2: really liked it. And I've not I, seen this in any other Christmas movie that I can put my finger on
3: same i love that it was unique and it was much needed again i love the representation in this movie if nothing else and it makes sense if santa's delivering presents to children all over the world that he'd have elves from all these different cultures as well and that they'd kind of embrace the different cultures up at the north pole so i really liked that aspect of this elf and north pole culture a lot
2: so what is it you don't like about the way the elves look
3: they're idiots. It's not nothing to do with that they look. I don't like the characterization. They're idiots.
0: How um, are they it, Never mind. I don't want I mean, to know. They're innocent. I mean, in that case, I don't know why you like elf. Buddy is an idiot. Buddy is an, an absolute moron. Okay,
3: but they he's not he he is the coming he is a fish out of water. These nine kids are coming up and fooling them on their own turf that they're elves. That's what bothers I, me about it. But I don't think they're so. Su- the
0: elves are actually anticipating kids coming to the North Pole because they kept making mention. This has never been done. This has
3: never happened. Right. They didn't work. For and me.
2: I want. I want to think of elves as being innocent and full of joy.
3: I think people can be innocent paranoid. and not idiots.
2: I didn't see them as idiots. How, having
3: having no, said that, I, I liked either, the way, but... I liked the way they looked. They looked very elfy. And but I mean, we
1: should... are talking about Anthony that loves uh david harbour going around killing bad guys as san on christmas eve so we all know what kind of uh christmas in north pole anthony wants so
2: i enjoyed that movie as well (laughs) but
0: that's not a kid's movie (laughs) oh by anthony's definition it might be
3: yeah i know right
2: okay um while we've got that was a good child
3: actor in that movie anyway
2: while we've got some portion of the crew at the elf party, we also have um, the getaway driver and the animal whisperer um, engaging with our reindeer, trying to secure both the sleigh as well as the reindeer. And our star reindeer in this movie, as we have in lots of different movies, is Prancer this time, which I, I love. it was Dasher.
3: It was, yeah, Dasher. it was Prancer, right? It was Dasher. Oh, Dasher. Can, yeah. I co- can I make a comment here? Because you know I'm big on the reindeer. Yeah. Gonna be po- I'm gonna be positive here. As far as Disney's over-reliance on CGI goes, good looking reindeer. Like yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why they couldn't use that same model for the Santa Claus TV show, uh, for 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 dashing through the snow and all their other modern stuff, because he looked great in terms of the CGI reindeer they do.
1: There's been several uh, Christmas movies recently, including the Christmas Chronicles, where I'm like do these people not know what a reindeer looks like outside of a photograph <laughs> of a reindeer? Because man, they have a tendency to make reindeer tall. And let me tell you, uh, folks, I am here to tell you, a reindeer is about as high as my waist, and I am five foot ten. So reindeer are not tall. Reindeer are not that's why they refer to a- as tiny reindeer in the poem like uh, i i th- I think in this one they're closer to being short because they're you know they're they're mostly pictured next to kids, so I had a hard time gathering what size they were. But you also mentioned another movie which we're not going to get into tonight. Dashing through the snow, the reindeer in that were almost the size of full-grown men, and yeah. I was like, "What is?" Well, and the same thing with the Christmas well, Chronicles.
3: Well, they also fought to fought criminals to the theme of Rocky, so I think that's yeah, what I don't going want to talk for. about that
1: movie right now. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, no, I just wanted to bring up, it's weird, because you were talking about, and you're right, the, the CGI on the reindeer is pretty good. It's not, I mean, it's it's TV movie budget. It's uh, not spectacular, oh, but, but it's pretty good. But I was just confused as to why so many reindeer have been designed as being gigantic lately. Like, but yeah, yeah.
3: Co- co- compared to a lot of the other CGI men, Matt, like compared right, to, exactly. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I know you're a fan of the Santa Clauses. I mean, it makes mm-hmm. their, yeah. I mean, oh, it looks better it than their better. reindeer by far. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I very well done. I just wanted to point that out because I know I'm the biggest reindeer proponent on the show.
2: You really are. Um okay. So we've which secured us, a sleigh. Which of us
0: have taken which of us has have spent taken our family to visit reindeer annually and see them and watch them grow?
1: <laughs> Me. Oh wait, I don't have a family. I've just been with reindeer. Sorry. You I do and I Tom. Do love
0: reindeer. I do love reindeer. I love them. <laughs> Uh, yeah it reminds me I don't know you got me on another tangent did y'all ever see that the uh, lion of Gripsholm castle no what's that Uh, it was a lion that was gifted to uh, Frederick King Frederick the first
3: with its face yeah and (laughs) the people who did the
0: taxidermy had never seen a lion before and they just got this lion (laughs) carcass or pelt (laughs) <laughs> and uh this is what they
3: this is what they thought oh my goodness my <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of how i feel at times about the, about the uh, they did tom, dirty tom i want to thank you for providing me with the biggest laugh of the night and more of a big a bigger laugh than anything this movie gave me
0: that's well fantastic. now i regret my decision anthony thank you for making me regret more of my life decision
2: uh, so we've got uh Lewis is out there. Um, his job is to disarm the security cameras. Um uh, he's our tech kid, so obviously this is his job. Um though
0: yes. so he's not good at it.
2: He, he's a work in progress. That would be difficult. Let's be real. Yeah. I'm glad the doors are labeled explicitly because that does save him some time, which I appreciated. But he is on the struggle bus a little bit. Um, I feel like he has the hardest job of all these kids. So uh the main crew of andy and the other naughty start to head up all these stairs they leave the party sadly everybody's having a blast um and they have to climb like a million stairs um they make it into santa's workshop which i thought was great um they have these tables with Mm -hmm. sewing machines set everywhere which i thought was kind of magical and then my favorite aspect from a design perspective is they have the train ticker wall which i really want to see one of those in real life because that's magical the sound it makes and it's ticking names it's a list of names and andy's like mm-hmm. that's got to be the naughties because they start to isolate there's my name that's my name that's my name um and so yeah i
3: i didn't like the ticker i had that on my notes to bring. of you. course you didn't you didn't
2: like the ticker
3: i for, i like the tickers in real life and the sound i don't like that santa has all the names up on a ticker like that and they isolate i didn't like that
2: oh okay um <laughs> I love a ticker wall. You got me at a wall. Sorry. I, the,
0: the, I mean, I know it was CGI, but the way it looked like it was, you know, they were really spinning was it was fun for me. I know
2: it was so that <laughs> made me so like tactily happy. I'm like, oh, me I too. wanna flip all the things. Um, okay. So we come to the chasm of death, uh, which like I'm that's a it's a solid security measure for guarding. The vault, And we start to see Andy uh, do some change in um, Laurel is, is having to do this thing and her insecurities come out in a big way. And she's like, I don't think I can do this. And Andy pretty much just says, we'll find another way to do it. And at first you're like, is he saying it in a manipulative aspect, which you very quickly realize, like, I think this is real Andy talking to real sisters saying, you don't have to do it. We'll figure something else out. Um, or is he and playing? So, or is
0: he playing her? I don't know.
2: Or is he playing her? Right, it's a question. But I, don't I know never really is because
0: you never I don't really. Think know. He was. Oh, I
2: felt I felt that he wasn't because yeah. he sits down and has a heart to heart with her. Um, I guess he did, or he actually starts actually to walk away. Yeah, and with...
1: he does turn around and say, "Okay, time to start thinking of something else." Like he does yeah. go for something else. So. No, that's yeah. fair. I'll take. And she that stops
2: back. him, and um. He basically tells her, you know, you're good at everything you put your mind to and you're just letting Bethany get in your head. You actually can do this. Um, and so she has this the fabulous leotard she got from Santa for Christmas underneath her elf costume. And it is just gorgeous. Um, and she manages the jump across the chasm and makes it, it sure to does. the center part and flips the drawbridge and they all walk across. Um they are presented with the one last thing you have to do to get to the place where you want right in this case it's like a key cipher of some sort and I do like that one of the kids called out why is it so many birds <laughs> so many birds and they realize it's the 12 days of Christmas so they know it's not the song. most
3: complicated cipher even. they have to sing the song to open the vault and if they screw up once they have to go back to the beginning and start over which i found that funny because that song's torturous um i was terrified for a moment they were going to make us listen to the whole song because that seemed like disney nowadays or like they're awful singing and dancing and everything like that but i was glad they cut out after number three the design of the vault was beautiful even if i didn't like the concept The the 12 days of cells around the vault. The carvings are great.
2: Right. So they're working on opening the vault. We have Animal Whisperer and Getaway Driver bonding a bit because Animal Whisperer is like, I like to talk to animals because they don't judge me for being weird or quiet or whatever. And the Getaway Driver is like, I don't think you're weird, like you're cool kid. And so, again, mm-hmm. they're starting to bond and they're starting to, um,
0: you know, drop the naughty so to speak that sounds dirty we're gonna drop the naughty we're to hey anthony is that a thing is that a is that a dirty dirty sex pervert term drop oh the naughty
3: uh let me consult my dictionary uh never heard <laughs> it before time to head over to
0: UrbanDictionary.com.
3: yeah do <laughs> don't okay. um... De- definitely don't do that on my work computer Learn that hard- <laughs> lesson the hard way <laughs>
2: Uh, Lewis is trapped in the security camera because elf security guards have come up to man the desk again after their party. Um, and so he can't walkie to the other people what's happening. Um, he's trapped. Um, but our core group has made it inside the vault and they're running to try and find the gifts they should have gotten as well as their, uh, their, other naughty friends who are doing other things Um, and they start to secure all the presents. I like that the animal whispers one is a uh, albino boa. Uh, Hmm. That would have been a hard no for me (laughs) to have that in a bag on my back, but we're all good. Um, So they find not
1: do live animals.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. Um, So they find all the things we get another nice moment with John Anthony, where he was he got, um, had asked for a amazing sewing machine. Um, and he comes clean to them where the first thing he ever designed for real were the elf costumes. Um, and they all obviously accept him for, you know, look what a great job you did and Mm -hmm. look at what you can do now. Um, so that was neat. Um, and so they've got their haul and they put it, they meet up with the getaway driver and they're, off to the races, trying to escape the North Pole, while Lewis feels a little forgotten about. <laughs> like a little bit, I feel like they're just like chomping at the bit to get out, and I'm like, "Your Lewis is stuck in that gigantic ornament, and you need to get Lewis because Lewis is precious." Um, so we get maybe a chase. They, scene. Maybe,
3: the, maybe they were sick of his bad acting too. Anthony, <laughs> stop it! We
2: we have a chase scene because. Uh, uh, Lewis's phone is found while he's trapped in the security tower. And so now we have elves that are aware that something is happening at the North pole. So they're being chased through the streets. We get some really good getaway driver action. We get some Dulce with the, uh, archery set that she wanted for Christmas, uh, taking out a gigantic reindeer to help, uh, them get away faster. And I will think... say,
1: uh, with the reindeer, they got in there, uh, Obligatory, uh, Disney fart joke.
0: Yes, they did. They did. They did. Yep,
1: I saw that and went, "Oh, and there it is." Disney (laughs) cannot
3: help themselves. No, they cannot.
2: Um, they seem to be in the clear. They're getting away. Um, and everybody's kind of calming down as they're heading for the airfield. At the same time that this has been happening. Bruno is stalling at the plane because they fixed the part on the plane that was quote broken. And he's, he's like, these kids need to get off the plane. So I need to keep stalling. So he's stalling. Uh, We then see Laurel in a, in a decision she made back in the vault pulls out the phone that Brittany was supposed to have gotten for Christmas. And is going to take a selfie with it with the crew and Andy's like why do you have that and she's like well Bethany already had one and I'm going to take Bethany's present that's what I'm going to do to which Andy realizes that he's likely been a really negative influence on his sister earlier in the movie when they got to the north pole he had said you know what this isn't this isn't bad what we're doing this isn't naughty like wouldn't you know if it was actually a bad thing like aren't you having fun and so he starts to realize he's corrupting his sister, this person who has been really good up until this point. And he definitely has guilt over that. Uh, we get we get the last minute, have to make it to the plane, being chased by people. Uh, and Andy makes sure that the entire crew, including Lewis, is secured on the plane. And he basically takes the fall and stays back uh, as the plane is lifting off and taking away. Um, we see him. Captured, so to speak, by mm-hmm. Elf Guards. So he's taken to Santa and oh my gosh, it's Danny Glover. Yeah,
0: boy. Who looks <laughs> great. Looks great. Oh, I, I loved him. I want more Danny Glover as
3: Santa. I want a whole you movie too. starring Absolutely. Danny Glover as Santa. He was perfect. Well, they set it up,
1: but we'll get there.
2: So he's got this like cream cable knit sweater on underneath the Santa coat, like some tan pants. Well,
1: because we saw earlier he was already home and chilling out by his fire. And so he got up and he kind of, uh, I'm guessing, threw on the coat and the hat as like, these are my work clothes, but I'm going sort of business casual. But it still looks really good, you know. Um, That's
2: right. He looked great. And I wanted more from Danny Glover.
3: Yeah. Um, that,
2: was that was definitely some definitely
3: false advertising plans. on Disney's part because they released all the photos was of him it? in advance. They put him prominently on all the posters. Sh- uh, yeah, it was. They we They made it seem like he'd be in it a lot more. I missed. Him. I don't think they did. He was in like a second of the trailer, snapping his fingers. Yet all the pictures and stills and posters they released had him front and center. All right.
2: So Andy starts to talk to Santa and they have uh they come to an agreement. Uh Andy sees all of the naughty names on the board still, and he's like, Look, um, I've returned all of the presents. Um, I really want to change. If you could just wipe all of their names off the naughty list and leave mine, like I could be good with that. And to which Santa does with a snap of the finger, except Laurel's still up there. Um, and it's that moment the whole crew apparently had exited the plane and had come back to the North Pole and they're all together again. Um, and Laurel returns the phone and apologizes. Um And cannot understand why her name hasn't been removed from the naughty list. And Santa Matt, you said it earlier, but if you want to reiterate, what does Danny Glover Santa say about the naughty list?
1: It's real easy to get off it. It's not like a permanent thing. Like you just got to learn and do better and try and do your best. Like no one is going to be perfect all the time. But you just gotta do
3: your best. Try for me. Would you do that, please? And yeah. I do love that. That should be every Santa's motto. Every good Santa's, Santa's motto. Yeah.
2: Um, Bruno the pilot is also there and asks for a selfie with Santa.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Of course, well, <laughs> he's got a, these people have been making fun of him, y'all.
2: He says that he's like people at work are making fun of me, and I felt really bad for fake Chris Pratt. <laughs> um, Chris Pratt. Is so, so funny. Santa helps them get back home, and we see um Dulce's dads are happy that she's home. I liked this moment mm-hmm. because she's like they're not even going to know I was gone. Well, and I like they're...
1: this whole thing that she like feels forgotten in her own family because she's okay. one of five children. Right, you and the know, others are kind twins. of right in the middle. Yeah, and the others are right. all twins. She's the she has two sets of twins in her family, and her, and she's kind of smack dab in the middle, like alone. Right. So.
2: Right. So that was like an extra Christmas bonus for her. Obviously the kids do not come home with the stuff that they would have gotten under the tree, which I also liked. Um, But they came home with a lot bigger payoff. We see um, Laurel and Andy arrive at home. Their parents catch them because mom's no dummy. She realized pretty quick that Bethany would not have invited Laurel over to spend the night and, they get to a point, uh, Andy spills the beans and tells the truth on where they were. And as the parents are starting to, or as the mom, at least, is starting to be like, that's not real. There's no, you're just make. you're totally lying. Um, They see how Laurel and Andy are getting along, which they have never done. And they're basically like, let sleeping dogs lie. These mm-hmm. kids like each other. And let's just leave it at that. I love that. Uh, I did too. That felt real. I've done that myself. Um, not when presented with a an answer that my kids were at the North Pole. Sure. As an excuse, but. Um, okay, so let's fast forward a year. It is, again, the day before winter break starts. And Andy has been trying real hard all year long. He even says it and he gets called to the principal's office and he's like what the actual crap i've been great i haven't done anything wrong right i've done nothing and so he gets to the he gets to the principal's office and he's stating his case on how good he's been uh as he's walking in and the chair rotates and who is in the chair tom it's (laughs) santa
0: claus with the beard
1: And I kind of like that he's dressed uh, a little bit like uh, Chris Kringle from Miracle on 34th Street.
2: Why, yes, he is. Yeah. I loved it. And he tells Andy that he's got a situation.
3: He
1: needs the naughty
3: nine. (laughs) And at this point, I started bawling that a sequel may be in the works.
2: I feel pretty solid that a sequel is in the works.
3: I not don't many. give it, not giving Disney's revenue on how sh- crappy they've been performing all year.
2: And that's the Naughty Nine. And yes. Gabe walked in as I was finishing it. And he's like, that's out. I wanted to watch that. And I was like, you'll love it.
1: I bet he will. So,
2: he will love it. Jude will Cause love it.
1: Because he's not Anthony.
2: <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely a Christmas
0: movie. Yeah. It's got a, it's got a real line, a couple of Linus moments. Yeah, it does for sure. Yes. And uh, I'll watch it again. Yes. Same. <laughs> My family liked it. My daughter liked it. How would you rank it? 7.36175. Oh, nice.
2: Bold. That's
1: very specific.
2: Matt, um, how would you rank it? You can actually rank in whatever manner you would like. Food yeah, because we got rid of the list. We really liked it. Thumbs when up, When did you get down. rid
0: of the list? I
1: don't remember hearing that.
2: I got rid of that list a few weeks ago, and they're just letting me run rogue.
1: Oh, I didn't hear anything about that. Um. Uh, <laughs>
0: No, this was a unilateral decision by Julio where we asked her <laughs> on one of the episodes to rank and she just said no.
3: She just said no. She <laughs> said she was no. Done.
0: I missed there was, that. There um, was no team discussion.
1: We did not all remember. agree. Anyway, mm. uh, I give this like a good seven and a half. I thought it was really yeah. enjoyable. I'll watch it again next year.
2: Yeah. Nice. Okay. I mean, I'll go middle of the road. Uh, I'm going to stay with the food thing because numbers aren't my friend. Um, and it's probably a unfrosted sugar cookie. I don't know what that means. I
0: don't
1: either. It
0: means something to me? I don't know what our. I don't know. So are we? Here's the thing. Are we all going to have our own ranking system? Yes. You know Pretty what? Much. I give this three snowmen with a carrot nose. Love I mean, it. A three ball snowmen with a
3: carrot nose. So let me preface before I rank saying, <laughs> I b- I bought this for five bucks on Voodoo. Uh, be- do you because not have Disney Plus? I do, but Disney Plus constantly removes crap, and I uh, back why things up by watch
0: it. it to see if you like it before you buy it, dude. Yeah, I did right before did. you buy.
3: I did so why oh. buy it uh, because I know this is the type of crap my cousins' kids will like. Uh, so I have it on my voodoo. Next time I babysit them, uh, in terms of my opinion, this is one of the worst movies we've covered on this show. I hated it. Hate this kid no interest in a sequel didn't crack a smile once watching this movie until danny glover showed up if i was going to rate it on julia's scale of cookies this would be the cookie that fell off the pan in the oven and you realize that the oven burnt to a crisp and unedible unedible uh down the line disgusting if it was a number scale i wouldn't give it more than a two so
2: well i thought you'd come in lower actually
3: how do you really feel about it anthony
0: i feel like you're holding back
3: because it just wasn't for me and i'm okay. truly deeply baffled <laughs> it wasn't for me having said that not just not to spoil something we're covering in a few weeks time, i don't even feel i like it i like it bad i just don't <laughs> like it like i don't even hate elf that much like <laughs> not to spoil something we're covering in a few weeks time, but I did like it better than dashing through the snow. So look Can forward I to talk that conversation. About that movie
1: really, really, really quick? I know that's not what we're talking about, but unless I come back for the other episode, <laughs> I'm just, what a weird milk toast, like by the numbers Christmas movie that they also went, hey, um, Kurt Russell was really cool as Santa, but he just wasn't cool enough. Let's give Santa diamond <laughs> studs a buzz cut and have him dye the roots only of his beard to make him look younger, which is not a thing. Um, what a weird movie. Like, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would, but
0: it's a weird movie, y'all. You know? <laughs> like, holy moly. <laughs> uh, we've of that one, yet. bad Santa stuff happening. Have y'all seen the John Travolta Santa mo- uh, commercial? That's Hannah's favorite commercial until I love that commercial. I hate it with a passion.
2: I don't like it either. But I mean,
1: it's his second one. He did one last year too. So yeah, that's what like bad.
2: three people in my family have been like. Why have they just now decided that John Travolta needs to be Santa? I'm like. He had them last year with Samuel L. Yeah. Jackson. Y'all
1: yeah, just watch the- And uh, they're delightful. Just watch the Anyone Can Be Santa Coca-Cola Christmas commercial over and over and over Best and over commercial
3: in years. It's fantastic. It's amazing. I know it's that. magical. Guy. He's a good guy.
2: John Travolta in general is not for me.
1: Oh, come on. I'm wonderful. Everybody loves me. I'm a national treasure. Greece. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I'm going to go get massaged by men. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just hide it for some reason. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, okay. So I'm extra curious now for feedback on what people think of the Naughty Nine. We've gotten some already on our Facebook group. I think um you mentioned Benji chipped in. I know that Robert Nickerson chipped in and um Matt Yurik have pitched in their opinions on this movie. But um I think there's probably more people out there that either want to talk about their love or hate for kid actors and uh, how much they did or did not like this movie. So uh, Anthony, where can people weigh in?
3: Linktree.com slash his podcast. I'll take you to our Twitter, Instagram and Facebook group. Facebook group is very active nowadays leading up to the holiday season. Um, And yeah, uh, I am very curious what others think of this movie i know robert Nickerson didn't like it i know benji really enjoyed it um not i didn't see matt's feedback um matt yurik's but i know i'll take uh julia's word that he commented um but yeah i want to know what everyone else thinks of this because i'm I'm curious i'm curious if it works for you and if it did i'm glad i am not trying to (laughs) change anyone's mind it just did not work for me so let me know what you liked what you didn't um it'll also take you linktree.com to podcast also take you to our patreon page And what can they find there y'all they can find additional bonus
0: content including exclusive content like our bonus thanksgiving episode from last week and get christmas cards if you are a patreon and haven't yet please update us with your mailing address so we can get you your card and sticker.
3: Yes. Next week, we're covering another brand new 2023 film. Um, This one in Amazon Prime Original. We're covering Candy Cane Lane with OG listener Shardlyn Lewis, who hasn't been on the show in over a year. So so excited to welcome back. Welcome her back. Um, I am hopeful I will very much enjoy this one the trailers have done it for me with this one so i'm excited for this one um then after week after that we're covering amazon prime again merry little batman and then we are going back to disney plus to cover the santa Clauses season two and so you're the santa claus of season two matt why don't you plug uh your show yeah uh speaking of the santa claus of season two
1: i uh i do a show called uh, north pole radio which julia and tom i haven't had you on north pole radio yet you've got to come on i at haven't some been point
0: on i do like no. your podcast though
1: thank you um Mostly I talk to uh, other Christmas performers, other Santas and Mrs. Clauses and and elves. Uh, But sometimes uh, my friends from here at the uh, uh, Christmas Podcast Network come on. Uh, And Anthony last year came on and we reviewed all the episodes of the Santa Clauses. And this year we are doing it again with Santa Clauses season two. Uh, So you can come on and hear what we think about that. Uh, I know that uh, lots of folks seem to hate it for some reason, which I, again, don't understand. But uh, you can hear more about that on North Pole Radio. Also, uh, speaking of friends from the uh, Christmas Podcast Network, uh, Robert and Jerry D, there's going to be an episode coming out. uh, I got to finish it up where we make a great big ultimate Christmas playlist. That's pretty fun. Uh, based on the Time-Life Treasury of Christmas. And I don't know, I got to figure out what other special things I'm going to do in December. I think maybe I may read a chapter or two of the book I read this year. It's a book I read, book I wrote this year. Uh, It's not in its final draft form. So if I decide to read it, it won't be the complete version. But I might do
3: it anyway, just for something fun to do in December. I have someone who is honored to read the entire beta version of his book. His beta draft form reads like a finished novel. It's so good. And it's about. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's excellent. Uh, Thank you. And that's, yeah. So I can't wait to read the finished version if that's what the rough draft looked like. So
2: So much to look forward to. There's a lot going
0: going on. It's like we're we're at the high point of our year, y'all.
3: Yeah, I know, right? I mean, there are only 504 hours until Christmas.
2: It's 21 days, three weeks. Holy crap.
3: Under a month, I still haven't finished <sighs> Christmas shopping. I
2: haven't really Matt, started. thank you so much for joining us. You're always oh, thank delight. you for
0: having me. Matt, yes. I always love talking to you. I love talking me to you too, to Tom. Like we I said, need you to need to more... come on.
1: Yeah, like I said, you need to come on my show. Yeah, Julia, you need to as well. Tom, yeah,
0: I'll love give you
1: to. my Phone, Tom. I got to give you my phone number. You can just call me or text me. I'm like,
0: let's do that. I'm much better at that than anything else. That's how I talk to like Ron. Yeah,
3: cool. <laughs> But I talk then, to most people in the network now, Well, the people I, I want to talk to.
0: I won't talk to her bug you during December. We'll catch up with you in January after uh you come out of your memories. busy
3: season. Yeah.
0: <laughs> can fun. we get a can we get a ho 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 merry advent oh, before ho, you ho, leave? Oh, merry advent everyone.
1: Oh, I hope you all have such a great Christmas. And you know Anthony, Anthony was just talking about uh, finishing up Christmas shopping. Just remember everybody, like it, it don't don't overdo it. If you can't help it, It, the important part is that you just let somebody know that you care. The whole reason you're giving somebody a present in the first place is because you love them and care about them and want to, want to show them that, show them a little bit of that love. And you know, you don't need to do that with anything super expensive. If you can't deal with it, don't stress out about it. Buy everybody like one or two simple things and just spend some time with them. Really let them know you love and
3: care. (laughs) Santa, I have a question for you before we go. Okay, sure. I made the nice list after
1: my review of this movie. Anthony, just try next time, okay? Just do a little bit, you know, the here's the thing. There aren't really any bad kids. Bad is a word that gets reserved for very few adults. There are some bad adults, but uh you're you're not a bad adult, Anthony. That's just you're not that. You're not one of
3: those. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Bye. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Better watch out, Santa. The naughty nine are headed to your town. It's Christmas time and we're filled with joy. Everyone but the naughty girls and boys. Good ones got presents. These nine got, got none. Nothing. Santa said to improve. He wasn't done. Yeah. Should've listened to all he said. But it's more fun to get revenge instead. Yeah. Santa made a list and he checked it twice. But us naughty ones, we planned a heist. And the high different kids picked up for their skills. On the way to the North Pole, no chill, no kill. For the gifts from the big red sack. Santa told Christmas we're taking it back. It's tight, elves on alert. Yes. If cold is off, it's sweeter than dessert. Yes, Important mission, everything on the line. Can we take down the North Pole? Here come the Naughty Nine.